Welcome to another episode of Local First Podcast. This is your host, Rob Kohansky. Um, if you're looking to have some fun, learn some new information about different topics each week, you are in the right place. Today's guest, we have Sue Grisham, the LinkedIn lady. She is your LinkedIn coach and trainer as a certified social media strategist and the founder of Innovative Client Solutions. She has been teaching professionals how to use LinkedIn to grow their business, their brand, or to find a job since 2010. With her background as a teacher and her nurturing personality, it is no surprise that her superpower is helping people dig down deep to discover their hidden talents and gives them the confidence they need to create a LinkedIn brand they can be proud of and to use a platform to, to expand their networks and grow professionally. Let's meet Sue. Let's take a second here to thank our sponsor today, which is Exacta. We're recording out of Exacta Studio One in Brookfield. Thank you so much for allowing us to record here for Local First Podcast. Let's start the conversation. Welcome to the show, Sue. Thank you. Awesome. Great. Glad you could take the time out to come and, uh, and meet with me today. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started. Uh, give me your backstory. You know, where did you grow up? What did you enjoy doing in your spare time? And what did you do before you became the LinkedIn lady? Wow. Uh, well, there's a long history here because I've been around for a while. Um, very quickly, I grew up in Illinois. Yes, I'm in Wisconsin now, but I did grow up in Illinois. I grew up in the Chicago suburbs and went to college at Illinois State University. My degree has absolutely nothing to do with what I'm doing now. My degree is uh, actually in home ec, early childhood education. It's kind of crazy, but back then when I was in school, uh, early childhood education, which is you know teaching 4K, kindergarten, that stuff, um, was in the home ec department, not in the education department. So I never um, really took cooking or, or sewing, but I do have my degree in that. Left Illinois, came to Wisconsin because I found a guy who asked me to marry him, and I thought, what the heck, I'll do it. No, seriously. <laughs> We've been married 39 years, and he's amazing. But um, I did leave Illinois to come up and get married to my husband, and um, I taught for a while, but I've had a whole lot of careers as I've been growing up um, and, and becoming who I am now. I was a teacher. We owned a business. My We had a family-owned business electrical contracting firm that unfortunately went under um, back in the recession of the 90s. Then I went and worked for other companies for a long time. And of course, then the recession, the big recession in 2008 hit. And bam, I was out of a job. And that's what kind of got me started in doing what I'm doing today. I know that was a, a big, broad history, but I've probably had four or five different careers in my life. And each one seems to get better and better and better, and I'm enjoying them a lot more. Um, you asked what I like to do for fun, what I used to do for fun, and what I do for fun now are two totally different things. Um, but probably my favorite thing in the world right now is spending time with my family. Spend time with family. Spend, that, yes. That's awesome. Yep. That's so cool. So as the LinkedIn lady, tell me what you do. Sum it up in a concise point. Oh, boy. So what I do as the LinkedIn lady is I work with solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, um, and people in job transition, career transition, 
helping them learn how to use LinkedIn to market themselves, to brand them themselves as an authority figure or someone that's in job search so that they can land that job. I help them through the entire process of, of actually figuring out who they are and then how they deal with their uh, network and how they actually meet whatever goals they have right now. Nice. Yeah, it's That's, fun. That sounds fun. What has been, what has been your biggest challenge uh, in this process? You know, well, the process of LinkedIn is simple. That's, that's kind of a no-brainer. That's, that's what's fun. The, pro, the challenge has been as a solopreneur myself. I have my own business. I started it in 2009. And the hardest thing is actually not just the sales part of it, but it's keeping all the, all the different things afloat. You know, as a solopreneur, I'm the one that empties the trash can. I'm the one that has to go to the bank. I'm the one that has to fix the printer when it dies. You know, all of those things. And so invariably what happens is when I am trying to get something done, that's when something goes wrong. And so Murphy's law, it always does. Totally. That's what it is. So that's really, surprisingly enough, that's the biggest challenge. It's just the whole, how do you get everything running smoothly? And keep it going. And keep it going. And keep it going. And keep I, it going. I know. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Yeah. Uh, if you could go back in time uh, to the start of your business or your career, what advice would you give your younger self? Oh, boy. You know, it's funny because I've had so many careers that each one would have a different, a really different piece of advice for it. Um, but I think when I go back and figure out how I got to where I am today, I think the biggest thing that I would do is I would say, you know... There's going to be bumps and journey, bumps and hills and valleys and peaks and mountains and all sorts of wonderful things that happen um, throughout every single part of your career. And I think that I would say, just don't sweat it because the, the good stuff happens and it's really enjoyable and the bad stuff happens and it's not. But in the scheme of things, um, as long as you do what's right, as long as I have done what I know is right for me, I always wind up okay. But when I was 25, I thought the world was going to end. When I was 35, I knew the world was going to end. Um, now that I'm a little bit older, or a lot older, the world has not ended, and it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Just stay true to yourself. Exactly. Exactly. That is really cool. So as the LinkedIn lady, what are, say, three to five things that the average person should know about you and your business. About me and my business. Yeah, and what you can do for them. Okay, so um, it's interesting because what I can do for them um, varies because everybody's an, an individual. Every single client that I work with is uh, has their own issues and has their own really awesomeness. Um, does that sound right? Really awesomeness? Really awesomeness? Yeah, yeah. it's, it's okay. a new word right. for the day. <laughs> it's a new word, all right. Um, but one of the things that I do and that I love to do with people is to help them figure out what that awesomeness is, what their special sauce is, or, you know, the new thing now is a superpower, to help them really, really, really figure out what that is. Most people do not like to think about themselves, and they sure as heck don't like to write about themselves. And even worse than that, they don't like to put themselves out there. So what I do with everyone that all of my clients is I make it really simple and easy for them so that they don't panic, so that they don't feel embarrassed, um, and that they feel confident in talking about themselves and showing what they really are good at. Um, so, you know, while that's kind of a big lump sum of, of how I do my business, that's really 
what makes me stand out from a lot of the other um, LinkedIn people that are here in town or that are even out around the country. Um, I really, really, really care about every single one of my clients and um, want them to look the best and feel the best when they're, when they're using social media, um, especially LinkedIn. That's really interesting that you say it about putting yourself out there. Um, I struggle with that every day. And I, 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 one of my goals is to write just a short article every day and put it out there. And sometimes I do 15, 20 days in a row and I get into a slump and then I get back and then it's like, what do I write about? And what do I put out there? And then it's like, I feel exposed. And it's all, I, I try to do it story-based. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I put it out there. And, and just recently, I put an article out there. I forget what it was. And as soon as I put it out there, I wanted to take it down. And because I made my mind, my mind's racing. And I'm at dinner with my wife. And I'm just going, oh, God, this sucks. You know, <laughs> what are people going to think? And I was like, I don't care. Have another margarita. It'll all be good. And then when they come find out is that I got one of the most, one of the most comments and reactions to that article because it was so personal. You know, and that's the hardest part. Um, and these days, you know, LinkedIn is not, LinkedIn is social media, but it's different. And because it's really based more on professionals, you know, your pre- professional persona versus your going out for margarita persona. Okay. Um, interestingly enough, there are people that it doesn't matter what you say or do, they're not going to like it. That's and so true, yeah. it's so true. And, and if we, if we work with ourselves in that mindset that, oh my gosh, I have to please everybody. Well, that ain't going to happen. And there's going to be, I hate to say that, but there are going to be people that are going to be critical and that are going to be, you know, um, not necessarily positive. Um, and so if you're staying true to yourself and if, if you know that that story that you told is a good story and it's a true story, um, then unless you're hurting someone else with it, there's no reason to not put it out there, you know? So I, I'm glad you got good comments because sometimes those are, the, those are the things that keep us going. They are, yes, they are. And that's how I find that it keeps it going. It's like every once in a while, you just got to take a back, take a break and step back and, and kind of look yeah. at what's going on. And I try and do that, you know, like every day. And like, you just motivated me now to write my article later this afternoon. Good. So, and then yeah. will you come and write my article this oh. afternoon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah no, it's, it's, you know, just got to get it out there. Yep. Hey, with LinkedIn, I've heard a number of different variations of uh, posting on LinkedIn, uh, post versus articles, and how many times uh, you should actually post on LinkedIn on a day or a week like that. What are your, what are your ground rules on that? It depends. It depends. <laughs> okay, so I'll be more specific than that. Uh, first of all, there's two kind, two or three kinds of postings uh, you kind of mentioned. One of them is the status update type posting, where you know it's really kind of a little short. Um, I think they give you, boy, I'm, I used to know this number off the top of my head, but I think they give you approximately 500 characters, and that's about it. So it's not a lot to actually just write something, but you can put a beautiful picture and an image with it or a video. But that's just kind of a quick little snippet. Here I'm sharing this information with you. The longer form post is called an article. And, you know, that is something that's really like a blog post, something that you put on your website or that you would submit to uh, an online article, uh, newspaper or an online magazine or something. Those tend to um, get a lot of traction 
but you have to promote them. And that's what's different nowadays. It used to be that eyes would automatically happen. Now you have to kind of share it and, you know, send it out, uh, you know, on occasion, just say, hey, do you see what I just posted um, to your, you know, and send maybe a little note to a couple of your favorite people that might help you send it out. Um, those articles are not meant to be selling your stuff. In fact, really not nothing on LinkedIn should be selling your stuff. You know, the 80-20 rule is 80% um, of your content that you post, whether it's a status update or an article, is to inform your listener or your readers, not listeners, your readers. Um, the other 20% can be a little bit about you and about your business. Um, the long form articles, I've been seeing a lot of this lately where someone will post an article and basically what it is, it's a, it's a hey, come buy my stuff um, instead of educating me on about their stuff or, or educating me about why they've got a great product or a great service, not about what the service or product is. Um, it's, really about a, it's really about thought leadership, um, authenticity, being an authority, and knowing what you're talking about. That is, that is so interesting that you say that, Sue, because uh, recently I've taken the approach over the last couple of years, and this is something why I write every day, is a story-based selling mm. versus the, the typical, here's my product, here I am, here's, you know, my I'm a realtor or, or whatever I am, come, I'm the greatest and things like that. And it doesn't work anymore. No, because we're all great at what we do. We're all experts at what we do. Um, but I want to know why you're good at what you do. I want to know... I want to know that I want to do business with you and I would want to do business with you because I know you and because I like you, you and because I trust you and because you come highly referred. And those are the reasons that I would do business with you, not because you say, oh, I'm the greatest realtor of all time. So, you know, um, it's, it's really a matter of the stories. The stories are what are our background. Stories what are what make us interesting. It makes us interesting. It brings more emotion into the, uh, the 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 presence of what people are seeing. Yeah. And I've noticed that just over the the past year or so, by doing more stories through my my newsletters that I mail out, um, it's more story based telling than anything else. And I'm not really promoting anything else. But people get to know my character, my beliefs, and who I am. Uh, versus, you know, here's my new listing. Here's this, here's, you know, whatever it might be at that time like that. And I'm getting more traction from that. I'm yeah. building more relationships because people know me, even though they don't visit with me on a personal basis so often. Well, you know, it's, it's kind of like we, we think we know um, the people that are out in the news and we think we, you know, um, because they're, they're in front of us all the time and they, and they've been, and, and not necessarily news people. So I don't certainly do not want to lump realtors and news people in the same, in the same breath, but people that are out there, you know, that are doing um, something that is visible to the world. You know, we think we know them, we, we develop a relationship with them in some way. And that's kind of what we're doing is we're posting our content on a regular basis. And as we're, as you're sending your newsletter, you know, if they can expect, oh, here comes Rob's newsletter, hopefully it's on a regular basis. And, um, oh, good, here it is today. I have a couple of people that I just, I, I know it's Tuesday and I'm going to see the stuff in, in my inbox and I've got another one on Thursday and it's the first thing I look at is the first thing Thursday morning because I look forward to it and it's not selling their stuff. That, that's really interesting. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's good notes to tell for people that are out there that they're looking to get more involved in their, 
their business, their careers. Um, I mean, even even uh, college students coming out right now is, is being able to tell their story and their journey through college and putting that out there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So take me back to a time when you thought, wow, I'm really making a difference. This means something to me. Uh, tell me a story. It could be personable or when your business. Oh, boy. Um, I should start out by or backtrack a little bit because I did say my family is really important to me. And I'm a grandma um, of three really cute little kids. Um, and I raised two amazing children that are now adults and, you know, very successful and, and really doing well. Um, throughout the course of my life, I have always been a, a mentor, a teacher. I mean, I knew I was going to be a teacher when I was four years old, which is kind of interesting because, you know, I went to school to be a teacher, didn't do that. But now what do I do is I work with people, teaching them how to um, how to use LinkedIn. But besides that, I'm, I'm mentoring them, I'm coaching them, I'm supporting them, I'm nurturing them, all of those things that I was really raised, not that I was raised to do, but that I grew up knowing that I was going to do. Um, so back to the question about the story. Um, you know, my very, very favorite thing in the world has always been the things that I've done outside of work where I'm helping someone um, particularly um, right now, people that are in job search. That's kind of my favorite past, not pastime, it's my passion. And, um, you know, that whole process of job transition can be very scary. It can be, it's certainly debilitating. There's a lot of, there's a lot of negative things that go along with being in a transition, especially when it's forced upon you, when you didn't expect it. Um, but my, one of my favorite things in the world is when I sit down with someone that's in transition. And we're not talking about, you know, how to find a job. We're not talking about any of that. What we're doing is we're really trying to recap what their history is and really trying to recap what they did well in their last position or their last 10 positions or whatever it is and what makes them tick. And my favorite thing in the world that really keeps me going all the time is when you can see in their eye the aha moment that, oh my gosh, this really was wonderful, or this, I really was successful at this, or I really did do something that was of value, um, because we tend to not think of those things. So I absolutely, the best thing in the world is when I can draw one little thing out of somebody and get them to just say, ooh, all right, I don't stink. It's awesome. That's really cool. I, yeah, it's you know that, that's thing. nice that you can really go down and sit down with someone and dig that out of them. Sometimes that's kind of hard every once in a while to be able to, you know, let people know, hey, you're good. Yeah. Well, and I have I I can honestly say that I have never met anyone that was horrible. No, I okay, maybe once I met somebody, but seriously, every single person I've met has done amazing things in their lives, and but. For, for a lot of us, we just think that they're regular old stuff, but yet they're really not. They're really, really cool things that people have done. And so um, it doesn't come easy. I mean, you know, sometimes I got to talk to somebody for an hour before they finally acknowledge, oh, yeah. But once they do, it's just, it's the best thing in the world. That, that's great. So we're getting to get to know you a little bit better. Let's keep on that track. And are there any day-to-day -day practices that you have that contribute to your success or happiness? Hmm. 
Um, every day is different. So I wish I could say, oh yeah, I wake up every morning and bam. Um, you know, I will, I will say that I have gotten into a, or I've been working on a habit. I'm not there yet. They say that it takes 66 days for a habit to form. So I'm not there yet because I'll have five good days and then one bad day and then, you know, um, but I'm really working hard on trying to um, take some quiet time for myself every morning before the day starts. So really, I get out of I literally get out of bed, get myself a glass of water, and sit down on my um, couch in the living room um, all by myself. My husband's you know busy getting dressed, and I just go sit downstairs um, on the couch and just for a few minutes just try to really breathe and think quietly and just um, I, I'm not into woo woo, but just to kind of center myself. Um, I've tried meditation apps. Um, I don't have the patience to sit still for 10 minutes. So that is not even, it, that's not even <laughs> happening. That is not even happening. But I feel really lucky if I get like three minutes of just really good quiet time where I'm really just trying to start the day on an even keel. Nice. That's, that's a great practice. Yeah. It, we'll see. I, I'm not quite there yet. Not a habit yet, but we're, we're working on it. Working on it. Yeah. What is it? Uh, James Altucher says, uh, just 1% better every day. Yeah. I, I just like anything that you do, life, business, spiritual, whatever it may be, is like, he goes, don't try and go for that big home run every time. He goes, he goes, 1% better every day. That's all you're going to strive for. And then over a year, he goes, just look back. Yeah. And it just, for me, because I'm always, I'm, I'm a person that's like, I just want to go and just go 100 miles an hour and then I'll burn out. And then it's like, uh. But when I read his book, I was like, and he goes, just 1% a day? I'm like, I can do that. I can, we, can I, all I, do, we can all do that. We can all do 1% a day. Absolutely. That's, that's great, actually. I need to write that down and think about that. If you could give advice to someone just getting started um, on LinkedIn, um, and maybe they haven't been on there before, or they're a new college student just, coming, uh, just graduating, uh, what would you give them? Oh, wow. Okay. It's funny because I just last week um, had a chance to talk to a group of high school students who were amazing. I remember I said that there's always something amazing with everybody. These kids are truly amazing. And they were just starting with their LinkedIn profiles um, because they're going to be going to college next year, and this is a good time to start. Um, the one thing that I tell everyone that's just starting on LinkedIn is that, first of all, um, this is meant to be a... Uh, a site and a thing that you do for the rest of your career. Because, and I use myself as an example, my career has changed a whole bunch of different times. And as I've been growing and with my career changing, unfortunately, LinkedIn didn't start back when I was, you know, first starting my career. But the idea is, is that, you know, you start out where you are now and you, you craft and you write about what you're doing now, but you continue to build on that every year at a little bit more add a success story to your LinkedIn profile. You know, we all, back back a long time ago, I took a whole bunch of certification courses and things like that, things that I don't even remember right now. But if I had had a LinkedIn, oh, they're in a file someplace. So, I mean, if I need them, I can get them. But um, if I had LinkedIn, um, I would have been adding them to my profile as I go. And it becomes the history of my entire professional career. And so, you know, even the bad stuff that happens when you don't have a job for a long time, it still becomes your history. And it's, it, and I tell everyone, it's your history. No one else is ever going to have that. And that's the place where you can actually go 
in your own words, talk about yourself, um, explain your history, and just continue to keep track of what's going on. So I, you know, I, they don't have to do everything at once. Just get started and just start building your history. That's, that's very cool. I mean, be able to do that and just keep up with it. And, and people will find you and uh, when they're looking, uh, and I, I tell my daughter that she's graduating this, uh, this weekend. Ooh, and, and congratulations. Thank you. And she's actually finding, having some good luck using LinkedIn and finding some, uh, businesses that, uh, that are looking for her as well and back and forth. And she's got a couple of interviews this week. So I was like, very interesting. Yeah. Well, and you know, it, Again, you know, I, I talk, I went to college years ago. Um, I wish that I had kept ta- tabs of the people that I went to school with. Some of them were really amazing, dynamic people that I know that would really, um, I would love to get to know now if I had kept in touch with them. Um, same thing with some of my professors. I, I, I don't even know who they are now. And of course, probably some of them aren't still around. But if, if I had gotten some, you know, connected with them and stayed in touch with them, even just once every couple of years, um, you know, who knows, who knows what doors could have opened for me or how I could be helping them. Yeah. So true. So true. Uh, what's the one thing that's got you fired up right now and excited about the future? Oh, it has nothing to do with work. Um, it really doesn't. What has me excited about the future is remember, I think I said like three times already, I'm a grandma and I am just loving watching my grandchildren grow. Um, they're young. My young, my oldest is my oldest grandson is uh, in kindergarten, and what ha- what has me fired up is just watching him um, really start to learn right from wrong. Um, you know, he's got a long ways to go yet. He's only six, but watching him develop his skills with getting along with people, getting to know people. Um, just all of that. I, I really, there, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of people that say some things about young, the young generation and you know, how they're really not going to amount to much. Um, I think that there's a whole lot of potential out there. And so that's what excites me is just watching the young people grow up and the kids that are not just my grandkids, but just these high school kids, even that I just talked with. You know, if they're going to be the leaders in, in 30 years from now, boy, we're, I think we're going to be in okay shape. I think so, too. Yeah. I think each generation has its own thing to offer. And it's, as, as you get a little bit older and, and down that road, is that you, you just got to open your eyes and see things a little bit different. Every, we can't sit back in the 70s and 80s and 90s and expect them to be the same. We don't want them to be the same. No. Although they keep bringing back the 80s television shows, so I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is the best way for someone to connect with you, uh, either website, social media handles? I will put all these in the show notes so you can go back to them as well. Okay, so I love this question um, because – I, I'm pretty open to just about anything um, other than spam. No spam. Um, <laughs> and that's really a problem these days, no isn't it? No spam. But, um, you know, if, if there's someone that's out there, you know, that, that is looking for help with their LinkedIn, um, I really suggest that they just come and look, look at my LinkedIn. Um, and it's uh, www.linkedin.com forward slash in, you know, I-N, forward slash, and then it's just Sue Gresham. But come and look for me and um, follow me and connect with me. But here's the rule. If you're going to connect with me, what you need to do is you need to personalize the invitation, 
send me a note and say, hey, I heard you on Rob's podcast. Um, I'd love to connect with you. Or if you find me some other place too, you can do that. But um, personalize it and tell me um, how you heard about me or, or what you think I can do for you and how you can help me. And um, I'd love to connect with people, love to learn about everyone. I think that's, you know, one of the best ways is just find me on LinkedIn. That's very good. That's what she is, the LinkedIn lady. So again, I will add her uh, LinkedIn link on the show notes so you don't have to remember the URL. I'll put that out there for you. Um, so now we're going to have a little fun, soon. Oh, good. We're oh, gonna th- do- wait, I had fun. You had fun? Oh, okay. So we're going to have more fun. All right. Okay. All right. So we're going to do uh, some rapid fire questions. Again, um, if you listened to the show before, um, I get these from Tools of Titan, one of my favorite books from Tim Ferriss. And these are some of the questions that uh, uh, he asked, and uh, we have a lot of fun with them. Some okay. people get stumped. Some people just, just keep rolling along. So. Okay. I, I've never made it that far in the book. So um, <laughs> it's a huge book, and I've never made it that far. Uh, I haven't read the whole thing. I pick it up every once in a while, and I pick out spots, and I pick up people that I want to read about and learn stuff, and I yep. put it back down on the coffee table and pick it up later and go <laughs> back to it. So, But I did find these in the back, and I was like, this is great. Okay. Let's go. All right. So... If you could have one gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say? Oh, boy. Now you're stumped me on the very first one. Um, I think if, well, if I could have it anywhere, um, I think that I would love to have it in Chicago on um, the expressway heading in to Chicago uh, by the right before the Eisenhower and all of that splits out, okay? And I think all I would want to do is have a big smiley face that says, have a good day. That is sweet. It's true. And it's so sweet. And it's like, and all it takes sometimes is just for someone to smile at you mm-hmm. or just to say hi or right. treat you with like that. And it's so true. I like that. Yeah. Uh, what is something that you believe that other people think is insane? <laughs> Oh, that's a really interesting, oh gosh. Okay. Um, what do I believe that other people think is insane? Um, actually, I think I really do believe that um, somewhere there are unicorns. Unicorns? Seriously. Seriously. I'm not exactly sure where they are, but I'm pretty sure that they are somewhere. And um, people, there are people that love unicorns and people that just think they're the dumbest thing in the world. But um, I know that they're there somewhere. They're there out there. Okay. Yeah. In a parallel universe somewhere? Um, no, I think in our universe. In our universe. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I don't believe in parallel universes. Sorry. So maybe that's insane. Yeah. Maybe what I don't believe is, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. But no, I believe they're there. Okay. Here's the last one. What obsessions do you explore on the evenings or weekends when you're not working? What obsessions? Yes. Oh, boy. Okay. So I love to play solitaire on my computer. And I could sit there. Oh, I think I can think of two, actually. Okay. Um, So I could sit and play solitaire on my computer for three, four, five hours at night. Sometimes I'll play until like one in the morning when my husband's already gone to bed. So I would say that's an obsession. Um, Another obsession that I have is I absolutely love watching HGTV. And... I could, I definitely, my husband will be gone fishing this weekend, and I know that it's going to be on, that's probably the only sh- station that's going to be on this weekend. 
is HGTV. Very good. Very good. So I'm going to wrap it up here. Thank you so much, Sue. Um, do you have any last requests for your audience? Any last parting words? Uh, no, I really don't. What I, what I do hope is that everyone remembers that, I guess I do, um, is that everybody that you meet, you have the potential of, of impacting or they have the potential of impacting you um, in a positive way. So, you know, think about who you can add to your network, not just not just on LinkedIn or Facebook or any of those things like that, but think about who you can actually add and um, give value to, and they will give value back to you. I met I met Rob Networking, and um, you know, I, there's something to be said about spending time having a cup of coffee with somebody and getting to know them, and then um, who knows. You know, business might happen, but if nothing else, friendship does. And it does. And it's, just, it's all about building relationships. And that's, exactly. that's what I truly enjoy doing. Um, that's why I do the networking. That's why I do the podcast. Because every time I, I sit down with someone, I, I personally learn something. I learn your story. I learn about your business. And then when somebody asks me a question about LinkedIn, now I can go back to you and say, hey, check out this podcast with Sue. She's really great. Now I, now I have someone to refer to. Thank you. You're so welcome. Well, that's it. Thank you for being part of this. Don't hesitate to contact me with any questions. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find me by searching Local First Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Also, head over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave some comments. You also have the opportunity to request to have a guest or topic for Local First Podcast. For any of the books or resources talked about on these episodes, head over to localfirstpodcast.com. Click on the resources tab. I also want to thank ExactaCorp for Studio One. Until next time, it's your host, Rob Kohansky.